0: Good evening, everyone. It is Todd Thatcher from ToddMThatcher.com coming to you on Monday evening, July 17th, with a look at what should be a very exciting weekend coming up at the box office. It's one that prognosticators such as myself have had circled for quite some time, It's a weekend that's being endlessly uh, talked about on social media with lots of memes and even a new term, Barbenheimer. That's because Greta Gerwig's Barbie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer both open this weekend. Both are expected to be big blockbusters, both could potentially be Oscar players. And there's even a lot of moviegoers who are planning long days this weekend to see both films at the multiplex. We're going to get into what I think each of those newcomers are going to earn. But before we do, we always start with the weekend that was. And there were two big stories this weekend. There was, of course, the opening of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, the seventh film in the 27-year-old franchise with, of course, Mr. Tom Cruise. And honestly, that was really expected to be the only story this weekend, but Sound of Freedom changed that up. And is arguably the bigger story this weekend, as it is absolutely becoming the surprise sleeper hit of the summer to a degree which... No one, no one saw coming. But let's start with number one. We knew what number one was going to be. It was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part One. But it definitely came in below expectations. Now, it is not a disaster like The Flash and frankly, at this point, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny have become, where they are making way less than we originally figured they would. But Mission Impossible performed like a Mission Impossible movie. And the reason I make that point is a lot of people, myself included, believed that it might get helped out quite a bit by Top Gun Maverick being the phenomenon that it was last year and that that might get um, a lot of folks out to the theater who might not have originally gone to see Mission Impossible, but that didn't really happen. It it pretty much opened Like the sequel to 2018's Mission Impossible Fallout, not Tom Cruise's movie that followed Top Gun Maverick. Okay. So it opened on Wednesday, and I had it doing 72.7 million over the traditional weekend from Friday to Sunday. And then I had it doing over 100 million, 102.3 million for the five day gross. It really didn't get near that. It made $54.6 million from Friday to Sunday, and then $78.4 million when you count the two extra days and the five-day gross. Like I said, by no means is that disastrous. Fallout made $61 million in its first weekend, and that was a three-day. Dead Reckoning makes... Just a little bit less than that. And then, of course, more than that when you count the five-day. So what's going to be interesting to watch is what Dead Reckoning's legs are like at the domestic box office over the next few weeks. I certainly think it's going to have a pretty sizable drop this weekend considering barbie and oppenheimer coming out but i have a strong feeling considering it's a cinema score grade meaning audiences are certainly liking what they're seeing um that it'll level off well in august and have small drops and that its domestic gross will end up being you know probably right on pace with what Fallout did. Now, we get to what I would call the real big story of the weekend, and that is Sound of Freedom. This is, of course, the action thriller with Jim Caviezel from an upstart studio, Angel Studios. And it's really had some pretty inventive marketing techniques, including, as I talked about last week, this pay-it-forward policy, so to speak, where it's encouraging people who go see the movie to then pay it forward and buy tickets for their friends and family. Then you just have just the fact that this film really has been Um, marketed heavily towards a faith-based crowd, towards a conservative crowd. People who you could make the argument are often underserved at, at the box office. And those groups have unquestionably taken to this film. But it's extended well beyond those groups. And that is evidenced by the fact that in its second weekend, it actually rose 39% from its previous weekend. We never, and I'm not exaggerating, you just don't see that happen, especially for movies in the summer where they usually have big drops. Over the holidays, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, sometimes you can see movies um <clears throat> Their percentages rise. But to see something like this in the summer is just, it, 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 we just don't see it. <clears throat> it made $27.2 million in its second weekend. I had it making 12.1. That brings <clears throat> its two week total to $85 million. This is a movie that reportedly cost $15 million to make. And we are now looking at the possibility that this movie could seriously make $200 million domestically. Unbelievable. And it really brings into question what's this movie gonna do next weekend, even with the competition. Um. This is performing like something we have not seen. Period, and that makes it pretty much impossible to predict. By the way, okay, we move on to uh, number three. Was Insidious the Red Door dropping from number one to uh, third? Dropped sixty one percent. Made thirteen million. Uh, I had it make an eleven point four, so it held up a little better. And for a horror movie, that's not bad it's made 58 million dollars in two weeks um really good performance for insidious um indiana jones in the dial of destiny in its third weekend fell to fourth continued its disappointing results at 12.2 million that's right in range with my prediction i had it making 12.7 it's made 145 million dollars in three weeks which um is i guarantee you way less than where disney thought this was going to be at this point point. and rounding out the top five was elemental continuing its very small drop-offs after its disappointing opening it's really righted the ship so to speak it dropped only nine percent nine million i had it at 7.9 and it's now up to 125 million dollars okay Now we get to Barbie and Oppenheimer. And the estimates and projections for both of them just keep going up, up, up. Now, I'll be honest. I am. I hesitate to what I would, I guess, say, kind of go overboard on these predictions because all summer long, Whether it be Indiana Jones, whether it be The Flash, whether it be just this past weekend with Mission Impossible, we're seeing movies not meet projections. But there really seems to be, specifically with Barbie, it seems to have captured the zeitgeist, so to speak. And... You know, at one point, just a few days ago, projections were right around like $75, $80 million. You'd be hard-pressed to find any prognosticator who doesn't think this is going to at least make $100 million out of the gate. And I finally got there, frankly, just a couple days ago where I said to myself, this thing's making nine figures. And my inkling you 're going to have a, audiences of all ages come see this you 're going to have a huge female audience um, and i've got it making one hundred and twenty seven point eight million dollars, which is just fantastic. It could make more by the way there there's been speculation that this could go up to one hundred and fifty but I, you know, I don't want to go crazy. If it made 150, would I be that surprised? No, but I'll keep it at 127.8. Though you might want to keep an eye on my blog um, because I reserve the right until Thursday to change my projection. If anything, it'll probably be going up, not down. Then at number two is where we should see Oppenheimer. You know, Christopher Nolan is one of the few directors who, he is the bankable commodity in this equation. People go see Christopher Nolan movies because Christopher Nolan directed them. We've seen that time and time again. It's gone beyond the Dark Knight franchise to Inception and Interstellar. And even Tenet managed a $20 million opening in the absolute peak of Covid when nobody, so to speak was really going to theaters um, the buzz for Oppenheimer is really good you 're probably going to see it get a bunch of oscar nominations it's been marketed really well, and i 've got it making fifty two point three million dollars once again, it could make more i think I think the the floor for it now is maybe forty five million um I think Despite the three-hour runtime, I think that um, is not a very big deal, especially considering that a lot of people are going to go see Oppenheimer on IMAX, where the theater prices are quite a bit more than your average movie ticket. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I was looking at screenings on Thursday and Friday night In IMAX, and they are filling up in a way that I did not see when I was looking at tickets for Mission Impossible and Indiana Jones. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a very good opening for Oppenheimer. Now, rest of the top five. You know, another big question this weekend is what is gonna be that second weekend drop off for Mission Impossible? And I think it is going to have a pretty big drop. I think it's going to drop over 50%. That did not happen, by the way, with Fallout five summers ago. But if you go back and look, Fallout had much less in the way of competition. In fact, I believe it was number one... um, Two weeks in a row, we are not going to see that this time around um, it 's going to be third frankly it could it could actually drop to fourth i 'll get there in a minute, but I am saying it's going to remain in third i 've got it dropping about fifty three percent twenty five point five million but like I said that'll be considered a pretty big drop this weekend and You know, most of the buzz will probably be that it's not getting anywhere near what it should. And there's some truth to that. But I really do think you're going to see it have small holds once we get into August, especially. Um, Then we get to Sound of Freedom. Now, like I said, it's pretty much impossible. You know, this movie rose 39% from Weekend 1 to Number 2. So trying to figure out what it's going to do in its third weekend, who knows? You know, you listen to people who talk about the box office and sometimes you just got to be honest and say, I got no clue. I had no idea that this thing was going to rise 39% in its second weekend and neither did anybody else. So to try to predict what it's going to do in its third weekend with this level of competition, it could drop 40% it could stay level and do in the high 20s again. I'm just going to take a shot in the dark. I'm going to say it's going to drop about 20 to 25%, and I've got it making $21 million in its third weekend. And then I actually think Elemental is going to manage to stay fifth because I've got it dropping maybe in the mid-20s, whereas I think you know, you'll you see Insidious and Indiana Jones have certainly, certainly bigger drops than that. Um, So I've got Elemental staying in fifth with $6.6 million. So there you go, folks. That's what I think is going to happen this weekend. Keep an eye on my blog, ToddMThatcher.com, to see if my current predictions for Barbie or Oppenheimer or both um, remain the same. Like I said, I reserve the right until Thursday afternoon early evening before we know any numbers to um change up those predictions and uh also keep an eye on the blog this week because followers know that um i do big part of my blog is doing oscar predictions and with each release that comes out that has any chance at oscar attention. I do an individual post on those films. And we are about to see the review embargoes lifted for Barbie. That's tomorrow uh, on Tuesday. And Oppenheimer on Wednesday. So I'll have um, um, Oscar prediction posts for both of those films. And um, you can pretty much bet that both those movies are definitely going to be in the awards conversation come a few months from now. Also, I'll have my uh, prediction post up for um, next week uh, next weekend's big movie, which will be Haunted Mansion. And, um, that's all we got for now, folks. Hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye.